Good day, mate. Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of Podcast in the Wild. This week, we stumbled across the History Untapped show. This show is especially dangerous. It's crude, vulgar, and explicit. Listener discretion is advised. Like a ripe banana, let's peel into this bitch. Fuck the dude. So we tried to do this episode a couple weeks ago, but we were all already too drunk to be able to keep it together and not go off the rails for this one. So we're giving it another try. So let's get into it. But first, a little background on the queen before we get into her suspected race. Dun, dun, dun. I got to interrupt already. What does suspected race mean? How do we not, how do we <laughs> so, not know? So Queen Charlotte was supposedly black, but since photographs didn't exist back in the 1700s, they just go off of paintings. And the people who were painting her had to white her up. They they were like, nah, she's white. Yeah, they had to make her look Caucasian. What? Basically, there are some paintings where she's very white. And there's a few paintings where she's got a little color to her. And she has African features. Yeah. But What's an no... African feature? That's just what they said, Jacob. <laughs> These are not my words. Her oh, bone no. structure, her nose, her lips. We are not anthropologists, um, unfortunately. How, how, in my research, how they said... No, These and that's, that's fair. But I, I was just curious what, what they meant when they said, like, supposed race. Like, how... Yeah. It's not. It was. It was a long time ago, but it wasn't that long ago. Like if twenty years later, we're looking at the American Revolution, where we know everything about these people. How do we not know? We know all the stuff about her, but we don't know what her race was. So it's it's been a topic for years and years, but the like Buckingham Palace or whatever, kind of like when you talk about Queen Charlotte, they're like, oh yeah, no, no, that's that's just they that's, kind of brush that's it not, off. Yeah, that's 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 not something we talk about. It's not real. So what I was going to say is the thing that came across my screen while you guys were talking. It's a news break and it says two people fell into a chocolate tank. And then the next the next sentence started with a W and all I could think is. Willy Wonka. Did somebody fucking start a Willy Wonka factory? Oh, my God. It's already gone down the tubes. I made my brother believe that cats up. I made him believe that it was like made from cat guts and that we were literally eating cat guts because we couldn't afford actual tomato ketchup. Here's and the deal. He that kind of stuff is believable days. when you realize that Jello is made out of like horse hooves and True. bones and shit like that. <laughs> uh, hang on, hang on, hang on. What? <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, you didn't know that? So what gelatin is no made out of. fucking know that. Gelatin is made out of horse hooves. Yeah, that's fucking weird. We're about to ruin fruit snacks for you. Did, you know, uh, try that. Who, yep. who figured that out? Honestly, when we get my kids the dino gummy uh, vitamins, I have to go through them and pull the ones out of it that still have bone attached to them. Get the fuck out of here. Gross. 100%. I threw one out today. That three is hours disgusting. Ago. Three hours. 
It no lie. No. I took one out three hours ago and threw it out because of it. No, I don't yep. believe it. All right, I'm going to reel this back in because we're going off the rails again. Let's fucking yeah, go. Let's fuck start this bitch. Let's go. Nightmare. All right. <laughs> Most of this is your fault. I, I know. It's almost <laughs> all my fault. I was going to say it's always his fault. This is going to be a fucking yeah, nightmare. No, all right, let's, let's, go. let's go. Let's go. Sophia Charlotte was born on May 19th. 1744. She was the youngest daughter of Duke Charles Louis Frederick of Mecklenburg, Prince of Miro. <laughs> Miro. Prince of Miro and Princess Elizabeth Albertine of Jesus. Fuck my life, Christ. Saxa Mecklenburg. Yeah, that one. Okay, we're going to. What'd you just say, John? Hildberghausen? That's probably correct. That's cool. I'll accept it. I took a little bit of German. She was the youngest daughter of Duke Charles Louis Frederick of Mecklenburg, Prince of Miro, and Princess Elizabeth Albertine of Saxe-Hildenburghausen. Mecklenburg Trellitz was a small North German duchy or territory ruled by a duke and duchess in the holy, holy Roman Empire. That was amazing. You killed it. Thank you. Uh, the you. children of Duke Charles were all born in the Undris schools, lower castle, and yeah, whatever you said, Miro, nailed it, as princess of Mecklenburg, nothing. Yeah, nothing. Strelitz. Okay. Mecklenburg Strelitz. What I said. Yep. So I said that exactly. Uh, Sophie Charlotte was descended directly from an African branch of the Portuguese royal house, Margarita de Castro de Suiza. Boom. You know that that was my half Mexican side. All right, whatever. Let's move on. According to diplomatic reports, by the time of her engagement in 1761, Charlotte had received. A very mediocre education. I remember this. She was stupid. Her uh, That means she was dumb. Uh, her upbringing was similar to that of a daughter of English countrymen or country gentlemen. She received some rudimentary instruction in botany, so gardening, natural history, and language from her tutor. So she could plant carrots and she could talk. Uh, but her education focused on household management and on religion. The latter taught by a priest. So basically they were like, hey, uh, we love Jesus. You're um, you're gonna cook, clean, and put out for your husband. Uh, you're also gonna plant in the garden. Hold up. This She's still we not can cooking grow. and cleaning. She's overseeing. She's overseeing She's cooking and cleaning. You're, so you're that's right. Management She's, skills. Okay? Management skills. That is a course in college, John. Well, should it Bus- be though? Business management. I don't know. Should, you want to call business it management? Is, I would say that's different than life management. How? Again, rudimentary. They use the word mediocre and rudimentary. I, I just want that to means that, yeah. that this was a basic bitch. Aren't we all? In 1760, George III succeeded his grandfather, George II, as king of Great Britain. He was 22 years old and unmarried. His mother and advisors were eager to have him settled in marriage. The 17-year-old Princess Charlotte of Mecklenburg-Strelitz appealed to him as a prospective consort partly because she had been brought up in an insignificant north german duchy 
and therefore would probably have no experience or interest in power, politics. Or maybe she was just like, give me the hell out of this small German duchy, and I get to go to the big city, and... Yeah, because, I mean, at at that time, Great Britain owned a lot of places. Well, that's the thing. So, in the 1740s, Great Britain, we're looking at Scotland, Wales, Ireland. Yeah, it's a lot. All of it. Well, plus all of their territories, too. Right. So I'm sure she's like, in the 1740s, in, like, well, 1740s in, what territories like, did England have? India. In the 1740s? Were they British, already? Yeah, I think they yeah. were, yeah. They owned like a significant oh, part in, of the East world. India Trading Company. Duh. Yes. And in the 1740s through the 1760s, they had the colonies. Sort of. Oh, yeah, kind of. And I mean, you're, they were also up, fighting with Spain and France. He instructed her shortly after their wedding not to meddle, quote-unquote, a precept she was glad to follow. They married on September 8, 1761, at the Chapel Royale in St. James Palace, London, at the age of 17 years of age, becoming the Queen of England and Ireland. Yo, go Irish. See, why not Wales and Scotland, too? Because they suck. I'm Ouch. just kidding. They don't suck. I love them. I just wanted to give John something to react to. Uh, the conditions of the marriage contract were the young princess join the Aunt God Anglican church and be married according to the Anglican. Why am I having a hard time? Because I hate religion. The conditions of the marriage contract were the young princess join the Anglican church and be married according to Anglican rights and never, ever involve herself in politics. Once again, we have that politics thing coming into play. Although the queen had an interest and what was happening in the world, especially the war in America, she fulfilled her marital agreement. This was happening during the American Revolution. Yeah, so basically he's like, look, you're now royalty. Stay the fuck out of my business. <laughs> sit on that chair and do nothing. Oversee basically, the house. Basically, he's like, you sit there and look pretty. I don't, you're not here to fucking talk or think. Just sit there. That's it. You and your mediocre education can shut the fuck up. Uh, whoa. Uh, so. Hey. So Stephen and I started watching Bridgerton and it's completely opposite of how George the third, like treated her. You mean of actual history? Yeah. But (laughs) it's because you'll read about a disease here in a little bit that he had. And so like, she was pretty much ruler of the UK. Yeah. But like, that's how shows go. Like look at Braveheart. And Braveheart, well, they show they show all the Scotsmen wearing like kilts and shirts, like so as if they had zero knights. From what I've read, all. actually, Bridgerton is like almost a hundred percent accurate. Minus that part you just told us. Minus the fact that. Well, no, that part comes in later. It does come in later. Hmm. Is what as saying. he was yeah. explaining, John. If you paid attention, I'm not. He's too drunk already. Evidently, knock knock. Evidently, yeah. <laughs> so. She had a marriage that lasted 57 years, which is, I mean, this, today would be impressive. Back then, it was, like, implied. And, how many and kids? she had 15 fucking kids, like <laughs> a stupid amount of kids. She just she was the Duggars before the Duggars were even cool. And, and I like how you threw in 13 of whom survived. That's fair. Actually, 13 out of 15 is pretty good. No, that's a good yeah. number. That, that is a good number. For back then, yeah. Mm. It's still fucking crazy, 15 kids. But what what gets even crazier is she had 15 kids 
but it was like George the Fourth and William the Fourth, uh, Charlotte Prince of the Royal, uh, who became the Queen of Wurttemberg. Yeah, we all got that right. Nailed it. Yeah. Nailed it, bitch. Oh. We're finally getting this. Yeah. Fuck this German shit. We got it down, son. And then you have like Prince Edward, the father of the Queen Victoria, uh, Prince Adolphus. It's a very original name. Uh, grandfather of the Britain Queen British British is what I said. Queen Consort Mary of Tech. What's Mary of Tech? Who's Mary of Tech? She's Queen Elizabeth II's grandmother. Hey, Why is Mary, she called Mary, Mary of Tech. Tech? Mary of Tech. What if that's what if that's Blackbeard? Edward Edward Tech. Get the Edward fuck out Tish? of here. Could be. I'm pretty Change sure. Name. Change the name to save the family. Spells differently. Change the name to save the family, but it's still kind of the same. Yep. John, I will not lie. You literally said that the last time we recorded. I know. You know I, remember, I remember. I was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I this one. And she had this fucking dude named Prince Ernest Augustus, who became the king of Hanover. Uh, she's also the great, 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 great. That is four times in parentheses for those who can't count. Uh, grandmother of Queen Elizabeth II, the current reigning queen of England. It's a me. Yeah, dude, this chick's pussy's wrecked, dude. Fifteen feet. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Jesus fuck, that's a lot, son. And or you could say these hips don't lie, and I'm willing to tell you why. God damn, they're gonna be lying to somebody. That's for sure. Jesus. Ooh. That poor man. A poor man. Oh, that poor uh, woman. Both of them. No, both dude. Of them. Both they're of them. both he's, just slogging through it at this he's point. He's getting his jollies off and she's popping out children. Like, yeah, she's but, gotta, but is he I after, think, after I think, 15? Yeah. Is he really? Yeah, I don't. I think after like eight kids, he's like, I mean, Jesus, fuck. Eight? She probably came to him and was like, George. I'm pregnant again, and he's like, oh, fuck. It's like, God. Could you imagine the 15th one? He's like, are you fucking kidding me? And she's like, no, because you fuck me four times a day, you dick. I don't think he, I don't, at that point, he's not fucking her four times a day. No, he's like, uh, no way. Bro, he's got consorts. There's no way he's banging there, There's four no times fucking not a way. Chance. At, most, 15 at most, kids, he's probably rubbing no. one out, and right before he comes, he just fucking shoves that bitch in. I hope your wives at are most. listening. It's probably my mom because they're uh, all here. This is if, one if, mom you can, if you if, if my wife's had fifteen babies, I'm just gonna oh, where do you rub go? one out and shove it in. Yes, <laughs> it's literally his turn to read. I know. Where do you go? If if my wife okay, had fifteen I, kids, I'll read. I'm shooting myself. That's that's <laughs> that's too much. That is too much. <laughs> that is. A I'm lot trying to get stuff. sniffed right now, and I have two kids. I don't want I, no more I, kids. That's, fifteen. That's, that's insane. That's, that's a lot of children. That's too many children. That's nuts. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. These so I nuts. Think I'm like, yeah, I mean, this nuts. So Queen Charlotte was distressed by her husband's bouts of physical and mental illness, which became permanent in later life. When the king had his first temporary bout of mental illness in 1765, her mother-in-law and Lord Bute kept Charlotte unaware of the situation. There was a bill in Parliament in 1765 called the Regency Bill. It stated that if the king should become permanently unable to rule, Charlotte was to become regent or reigning monarch. Her mother-in-law and Lord Bute were unsuccessful in opposing this argument. 
But as the king's illness of 1765 was temporary, Charlotte was unaware of the illness or the Regency bill. So I love that, like, how her her mother-in-law was like, I think she's smart enough to take over and ruin his stead. She didn't want she didn't want her to become queen. Wait, what did I did I hear that wrong then? Yeah, it says the her mother-in-law and Lord Butte were unsuccessful in opposing this argument. Oh, my bad. Yeah, they were trying okay. to make it where she wouldn't become queen. And this girl, she'd be like, she'd be like low key hiding in the corner like, I'm stupid, but I'm not. So don't fuck it up. So the king had another round of physical and mental illness in 1788. This both distressed and terrified the queen. One of the queen's attendants, Fanny Burney, wrote that she overheard her moaning to herself with the sponding sound and saying, what will become of me? What will become of me? This is one of those moments where in life you either buckle and fall or you take a moment and you take a deep breath and you go, bitch, I'm the motherfucking queen. I will succeed. Do you I think she do... was smart enough to feel that was... way? Uh, she wasn't. I'm not going to finish that sentence. Um, she didn't seem to be mentally unstable enough. To well, not I'm not saying unstable. Rule. I just, I just, I'm, I'm trying not, okay. to find a, okay. Maybe I'm saying trying s- to find a. <laughs> well, hang on. Maybe, maybe smart enough isn't the right word. Maybe educated enough. I think at this to, point, it's to realize I think at this situation. point, it's one of those, like, it's one of those moments where it's like shit or get off the pot moments, right? So, like, you either step up or you die, right? Because this is back then, right? So, you either step up to the plate. Or you be beheaded by Henry VIII, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, obviously, that's not this time, but. Well, I just mean, like, she was basically I, just saying, told like, to stay out of all of it. And right. Was, all, all of a sudden, and, within, like, but, days, she's. But then all of like, a sudden, all oh, this shit, shit's getting piled on to her. Like, all this stress and this, you know, all this craziness. And so do you. Um, so hang on, like, hang on. I haven't I haven't read ahead at all, as you guys know. I'll go with that. Um. Do you, is this one of those like street smarts versus book smarts? I believe it deals? is. Yes, I think Michael. it is. A little bit, yes. Okay. For the time? So she's say? not as, maybe she's not as dumb as her uh, yeah, I, family I don't... members made her out to be? Yeah. Okay. See, I, th- I think it's one of those like, those existential moments where it's like either step up to the plate or die. That's what I think it is. Right. And maybe I'm wrong, but you know, back then, who knows? That's kind of how it went, especially for women. Well, so like, because we're talking about the illness and everything here, yeah. like I talked about Bridgerton earlier. Yeah. And spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't watched Bridgerton. Um, literally in one of the scenes, the doctor comes out to the queen and is like, your highness, your husband. She turns and looks at him and she's like, is he dead? And he literally. says, no, he's lucid. We talked about this before. Yeah. yeah. No, he's lucid, and then she's like, "Ugh, like, damn it!" She, she didn't want to be bothered with it. She's like, "But then Fuck you see, me. but the funny Why thing is, is like, you see that episode, and you see like she's sitting there having dinner with him, and it's like you, you can see that she does love him and care about him. I think it was a, it, it's harder for her when he's lucid. Well, and uh, well, because well, he's going to almost had, so go almost out of like a kindness. For I him. mean, this this was my interpretation of it, and I know like Michael, you and I watched the same episode. But that's kind of how I took it, because, like, as they're having dinner together, like, she's very sweet and very kind and very in it. 
And then he has another moment where he's not lucid all of a sudden. She's like, I'm done. I'm out. Bye. So well, it almost seems to me like it, it's it's kind of like a she doesn't want to get her hopes up in Bridgerton for these moments of lucidity when she knows he's declining. Well, and at the end of this next paragraph that you read, Stephen, mm-hmm. like you kind of see why she acted the way she did. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's there's definitely a reason behind it. It's not because yeah. you're just like, oh, I hate him. Yeah. So when the king collapsed one night, she refused to be left alone with him and successfully insisted that she be given her own bedroom. When the doctor was called, also known as Dr. Warren, she was not informed and was not given the opportunity to speak with him. When told by the Prince of Wales that the king was to be removed to Q House. The Prince of Wales was also her son. So, okay, so her son. So when her son was like, you know, you're going to be removed to Q House. Um, she should move to Queen's house or to Windsor. She successfully insisted that she accompany her spouse to Kew. However, she and her daughters were taken to Kew separately from the king and lived secluded from him during his illness. They regularly visited him, but the visits tended to be uncomfortable as he had a tendency to embrace them and refuse to let them go. So it's like... They had two... So obviously they have tons of houses and... Right. Houses is a very liberal term. Castles and mansions right. all over the countryside. And they go, hey, you should go to Windsor, which is basically where they kind of like retire. Right. And she like, was like, nope. Some middle, middle, mid-level monarchs. They go, you go to Windsor and just hang out. We're going to send this person off to Q House so they can die. And she goes, no, no, we're, we're all going to go as a family. And they go, fine. You're not going to see him. And right. then when they do, he's going through the whole typical monarch madness thing, which has, I'm not just saying monarch mad. I mean, it, it seems to have impacted a ton of their family. Right. But, and Michael, I mean, I think, you know, like genetically speaking, I mean, genetically yeah, speaking, yeah, yeah it, it's, it's, and a lot yeah, of it's like what it inbreeding all of them, and stuff. It's, yeah. All of the monarchs have like some blood disease. I forget what it is. Right. Right, but I mean, all and of them, it's, the, it's all, due to that. Yeah. A lot of Europe is they're intertwined, and they've all had madness within. I mean, like murdering people, madness, and right. suiciding oh. themselves, madness. Oh my god, sorry. But, John, which just... we can talk about more in different episodes on different kings and queens and whatnot. But yeah, this is a thing, and and they go, well, we would like to go, you know, with our whole, uh, the whole family would like to go to Cube House, and they go, fine, go to Cube House, and then. They're like, well, you can go there, but you can't see him. And then when they did see him, he would just be like bear hug them and not let go. Not let go. Well, you got to think like, especially back then, like they didn't think like mental illness was like a thing, right? Like, right. I mean, just think, and, and, like kind of goes back things, to this, like the anxiety. Thing. They'd be like so crazy, like, burn him at the cross. Right. It's like if you're if you're mentally ill, the devil's speaking to you, kind of thing, right? But when you're a oh, king or queen, you imagine being schizophrenic back then. But but like being a king there or queen, is. it has a different. Uh, I love it. Um, you you have a different standard, right? So like you're a king or queen, they can't just like let the country know, like, oh, your your sovereign ruler is mentally ill. He's insane. He so has invisible like, oh, friends. He's you can't sick. see. He has moments where he's sick and he doesn't feel good, and he's. Thinks he's King Arthur. Going to lie in bed all day. It's 
it's like that kind of thing. And so I'm sure that they were telling her like, uh, you can't see him because one, they didn't know if it was catching, right? Like maybe it's a, a virus. Well, they, they thought, no, they, they did. They, they like, thought no, it I'm was. serious. Like, it, like it could be a virus and they don't want her and the kids to get it or whatever. And she's just like, no, bitch, I'm gonna go be with my husband. Well, and I think that the Prince of Wales like tried to separate the queen and well, the he king wants to take over. I because feel like he, the Prince of he, Wales is always trying to do that. Yeah, he wanted to take over the monarchy. Right. Prince Charles, what are you doing now? Hmm? You and Camilla, you know. I mean, the off. queen is like 97 years old, so. I don't hey, know. I that's gonna, kind of, with, hey, you know, I, when she finally goes in the next two weeks, it's going to be insane, right? Like, yeah, I mean, gonna dude, be, she I literally just had her be, platinum jubilee last week. I, I think know, she's straight gonna up. insane when she finally goes. You know what I think she is straight up be? living. Hang on, Jacob. Only Jacob to insane. outlive those people. Pause. What Pause. is a platinum jubilee? So I mean, she I has been, she's been on the throne for 75 years. Oh, okay. She well, is she, the, she is now the longest reigning monarch, the oldest reigning monarch, and something else. I forget exactly what it is. should I'm, come as an asterisk, though, because she has no actual power. No. Well, yeah. But she has I influence, think, but she has no she actual has power. And no. I guarantee you the only reason she is still kicking it and alive and around she, right I now. guarantee she's waiting for Charles to die before she her. She wants oh, Charles to fucking she's kick the fuck. She's hanging you on know, She is living for pure spite. And I'm sorry if any in the anyone in the royal family ever hears this. Like, thank you. First of all, you're amazing and wonderful and great. <laughs> I love you, Megan Markle. Let's be no. real. My Jump love in. is deeper than the holler. Stronger than the river. Higher than the pine trees growing tall upon the hill. My love is purer than the snowflakes that fall in late December. Dawn is as a robin on a springtime windowsill. Longer than the song of a whippoorwill. Damn, dude. Also... At this point, go, uh, go, the Queen go. and the Prince of Where? Wales, they were, you know, pretty known. Uh, they are desiring to assume the regency or the throne uh, if the illness of the king uh, during the 1788 uh, would become permanent, resulting him being declared unfit to rule. So, like, he's just pretty much out of his shit. Uh, but the Queen <clears throat> had suspected the Prince of Wales um, to have, like, a plan to have the, clean, the king to. Uh, declared insane with the assistance of Dr. Warren, that bitch. Uh, and he wanted to take over the throne. So, I mean, like, they're just fighting over it. It's like becoming I a petty at this point. Well, hang on, but uh, that's her kid, what if, though. What if Dr. Warren was actually well, that, that's Dr. her kid. Strange. Her kid was like, I, my mom is not going to be in power. I'm going to collude with the doctor. Well, yeah, because he wants the power. But what yep. if Dr. Warren was actually... Marvel's Doctor Strange. Get the fuck out of here, Stephen. Just say oh, Stephen Strange. Stephen Strange. You're welcome, everybody. I am canceled. I'm blown. Oh. Mind blown. Oh my god. Bro. We did it. Our love is deeper than the And he's Randy <laughs> Travis. Oh my god. Just Man. People in this case. Wide the fuck open. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> that's Doctor Warren, though, for real. Like, Doctor Warren's just like always on deck. He's just like, you. Oh, who here has watched Game of Thrones? Yes, I've watched a couple yes. episodes. He reminds me of that little bitch. What is his name? The Sparrow. Oh yeah. Yeah, Dr. Warren's like the motherfucking Sparrow. He's like, ah, I'm going to run a little... Hey, the Sparrow, you know, man, the Sparrow gets some shit done, though. Until he gets his throat cut. Followers of the Prince of Wales, notably Sir Gilbert Ellis, in turn suspected the Queen of a plan to have the King declared sane with the assistance of Dr. Willis and the Prime Minister William Pitt. Uh, which we're going to talk about him later in a, another episode because apparently he has a very fantastic life that you should hear about. So that he could have her appointed ruler, should George III fall ill again, and then have him declared insane again and assume the throne. So basically, there's two different people claiming rights to the throne with two different doctors who were like, no, he's insane. No, he is sane. No, he's insane. No, he is sane. So they're basically having a, like a toddler fight over... Whether or not this one guy is like fit a to love rule triangle, not, which it kind of seems like he's at this point not. Um, right. According to Doctor Warren, Doctor Willis pressed him to declare the king sane on the orders of the queen. So, okay, some of the doctors are like, "Well, this guy said that I should do this." You're, this is seriously like the Amber Heard Johnny Depp trial. This is a. This sounds like a whole shit Except show. The queen. The queen is the one. So it it would be like Amber Heard being like, "No, Johnny's right." That's crazy. That's but she's testifying against herself. So well, so that's not the correct analogy. Is what okay? So at. my point is here's, here's where like the queen is literally like, no, please God, no, do not call him insane because if you do, I become ruler. And she's like, fuck that shit. No, I, she wants to be no, a she ruler. She wants to be ruler. That's the second but, time but you've done means... that in this episode. Oh my god, I'm sorry. I keep getting confused. It's a flip-flop. Anyway, okay, sorry, sorry. I got confused for a second. I'm sorry. In the Regency Bill of 1789, the Prince of Wales was declared regent should the king become permanently insane. But it also placed the king himself, his court, and minor children under the guardianship of Queen Charlotte. The Queen used this bill when she was refused the Prince of Wales' permission to see the King alone, even well after he had been declared sane again in the spring of 1789. She couldn't see him after he was declared sane? I guess not. No, because that little bitch-ass prince was like, I don't want Mommy to come in here and try to rule, okay? Because, like, I'm trying to rule, so she needs to go. Her no, show's been Lord canceled. That would be like Lord of the Rings ish. Oh, like, that what? would be like. That's like Lord of the Rings shit right here. What are you talking about? Um, like, I mean, that would be like Golem being like, my branch. Yeah, like oh, he's oh. saying like Wormtongue being like oh, he's or what the fuck's name is like. No, you got oh, it. He's, Wormtongue. He's, he's saying, but like I'm really he's not. I'm just gonna like speak for him. Like oh, he he's he's cool. He's cool. He's cool. But the guy's like. No, he, he's nah, not cool. He's but we're gonna cool. we're gonna put out that he's fine. That way she can't assume control and everything. Everything's good. Everything's good. We're gonna just have like a puppet monarchy here. Maybe I'm reading this completely wrong. But that's yeah, what it sounds like. I mean, I get the like the more you explain it, you like you're getting like one percent closer to like what you're trying to say. So am I within like five percent? Um, at this point, you're at like a solid three and a half. I mean, for real, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I thought uh, that but, but you like, know what? I was confused I tried. from the get-go, so it's fine. Yeah, um, 
We, Remember we, when I made you yep. sound smart? Yeah, it's gone now. Yeah, you're starting to not sound so smart. Conflicts around the throne led to serious hate between the Prince of Wales and his mother. In an argument, he accused her of having sided with his enemies. What a dick. While she called him the enemy of the king, also not true, their, their conflict became public when she refused to invite him to the concert held in, in celebration. She was like, no, bitch. <laughs> Hang on. You said he's not the enemy of the king. It kind of sounds like he is, though. He's trying to overthrow him. Well, no. He's, she, while she called him the enemy of the king. And you said, which is not true. Kind of sounds like he might be. He is the enemy of the king, yeah. Yeah, he definitely is the enemy of the king. He's trying to overthrow him. All right, hold up. Uh, you're just putting words <laughs> in my mouth, and that doesn't make... <laughs> Listen, TMZ, calm down over there. I mean, you, keep, you keep adding words to what I wrote. Uh, because, whatever. <laughs> the conflict around the throne led to serious hate between Jeez. the Prince of Wales and his mother. In an argument, he accused her of having... Oh, my God, come on. While she called him the enemy of the king, their conflict became public when she refused to invite him to the concert held in okay, celebration of the recovery yeah, of the king, <laughs> which recreated a scandal. Scandalous. Scandalous. <laughs> so basically, she was like, you're my firstborn. You're not allowed to be here because you're a dick. So Queen Charlotte and the Prince of Wales finally reconciled. So they got it together. They got together and chilled on her initiative. So she's the one who like, it's like, hey, she's trying to be the bigger person. Yeah. She's like, hey, let's chill, get it together. Um, so the queen, uh, I at this I don't even know what the fuck's going on anymore. Like the the king's already like declared off his fucking rocker and shit. So no, he's fine now. He's no at this point he's fine now. Is he? At a, at a concert for him being fine. He's good to go now. Oh yeah, yeah, because that's a concert. Course, yeah, makes is total what, sense. Like, yeah, but yeah. less than, less than a year later, he's not so good. Uh, he's not so good as, at this point as, either. As they just Jacob's said he was. to tell us. Yeah, yeah, no, like the queen's losing her shit at this point. She's like, you know, fuck you, fuck your dog, fuck your mom, fuck the couch, like fuck everybody like she's losing her shit uh she's like drawing this temper she's like having depression which honestly it's understandable you know what i mean given the times and who she is and like what the fuck her dude's doing over there just like seeing shit or whatever he's doing we don't know schizophrenic yeah he, he could be we don't fucking know uh and she she doesn't even enjoy going out in public uh not even to the musical concert she had love so like she was big and all that shit she doesn't even give a fuck anymore she doesn't even want to go out you know she's just so fucking stressed um and even then the relationship with her adult kids is becoming strained so like they're sensing it and they're like dude like chill out you know you're kind of becoming that woman um you know <laughs> mommy dearest maybe um from 1792 uh, in 1792, uh, she found some relief, though. Uh, she had, like, a house, the Fogmore House in the Windsor Home Park. Um, she was kind of, like, just let her stress go along by playing in the gardens and decorations. So, that's, I guess she's got that going for her, which is nice. So, she Fucking can, like, all day. yeah, just decorate some shit and, like, plant some flowers. And her husband's sitting there, like, can't distinguish, like, a 
candlestick from uh, Winch and whatever. That's great. So you have a husband who's shitting himself in a diaper and you're loaded just playing in the garden all day. Yeah, yeah. Why not go fucking plant a, you know, a weed leaf or something? I'm sorry. Would you want to sit there and change adult diapers? Uh, you have servants no. do it for you, bro. You brought this up earlier. You're not doing the cooking and cleaning. Someone else is. No, I do not cook in. No, I do not clean. <laughs> I'm saying, bro, like, she literally has to play around, and she's like, oh, he stinks. Can you change him, please? I don't even think she says that. I think, like, other people around yeah, him. Yeah, another, ser- like, another servant is like, oh, change him, please. He stinks. Like, the servant's, like, dusting, and she's like, it smells like shit. Oh, uh, the king ding, shot ding, himself. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, they exactly. probably had, like, the adult children changed the king and that's why they hated their mom so much they're like you fucking bitch michael I'm confused. this is your why? husband why are you raising i'm your 29 hand? mom why am i changing dad's diapers yeah exactly <laughs> from 1804 onward when the king displayed declining mental health queen charlotte slept in a separate bedroom uh she had her meals separate from him and avoided seeing him alone which you know those bear hugs probably were just insufferable king george iii and queen charlotte or music lovers. Oh, so they were probably. Uh, they especially loved German composers, of course, because she was German. Uh, you know, Mecklenburg. Strelitz. Strelitz. Schlitz, Strelitz, whatever. Uh, who they gave special honors to, of course, because German. They were passionate admirers of the music of George Frederick Handel. In April of 1764, Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart who was only eight years old, that was a genius, uh, arrived in Britain with his family as part of their grand tour of Europe and remained until July of 1765. The Mozarts were summoned to court on May 19th and played before a limited circle of from six to four hours for a nine-year-old. Johann Christian Bach, son of great Johann Sebastian Bach. Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, we're getting there. Was then music master to the Queen. He put difficult works of Handel, J.S. Bach, and Carl Frederick Abel before the young Mozart. He played them all at sight. So basically, Mozart was like, "Yeah, this is easy shit. What else do you have? Like, I got this." Afterwards, the young Mozart accompanied the Queen into an area in which he sang and played a solo work on the flute. Okay, so. So she's basically Lizzo of the time. It's cool. Right, right. Let me play the flute and sing a bunch of songs. Anyway, continue on. October 29th, 1765, the Mozarts were in London again. They were invited to court to celebrate the fourth anniversary of the king's accession. As a memento of the royal of the royals, Leopold Mozart published six sonatas composed by Wolfgang, known as Mozart's Opus 3 that were dedicated to the queen on January 18th, 1765, a dedication she rewarded with a present of 50 guineas. It was dedica- dedicated to the queen at her insistence. What are 50 saying, guineas? Yeah, is that, that's, is that that's money or those yeah. uh, pigs? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, so that's it's money. money. Yeah. The fuck so is a guinea? It, I think, would be like $50. At that so time, that's a like slap 50, in the fifty dollars. Okay, no, fifty dollars at that time. So yeah. look at fifty dollars equivalent to what fifty dollars would be in seventeen, and it would probably be around the thousands, if not millions. Just saying. Cool. Thanks for thousands. your fifty bucks. Wow. Yeah. 
So 50 guineas <laughs> in today's money is 0.00565. So it doesn't even equal it's of half, what? it's half of a penny. What? But 50 back, guineas? Yeah, that's then. No, I know. Dude, talk about depreciation. That's right here. It doesn't even equal mm. one pound, so therefore I can't convert it. Dude, that guy, he, got yeah, yeah, he, he got fucked. Yeah, he got fucked. Queen Charlotte was an amateur botanist who took a great interest in Kew Gardens. In an age of discovery, when such travelers and explorers as Captain James Cook and Sir Joseph Banks were constantly bringing home new species and varieties of plants, she ensured that the collections were greatly enriched and expanded. You know, because of her botany degree. Her interest in botany led to the South African flower, also known as the bird of paradise. So you're welcome. Not so stupid, John. Is she now? I say the next word. What's, what's, the, what's the official title of the flower? Being named Strelitziga Regine in her honor. Where'd you where's find the, the G? Where's the G in that? Yeah, where'd you see the G it's in that It's the word? same G that's pronounced in lasagna, actually. There's, There's a, a G, G in lasagna. In lasagna. <laughs> do you Dude, pronounce? We're fucking on. It. Do you pronounce the G in lasagna though? Like, where's the G? There's do you still call no it G in lasagna. I'm just saying. Do you say lasagna or do you say lasagna? There's still no G in and there's not a G in that word that you just said. There's a G there. You just don't know it. The G is the next word. The G is He's silent. That, the G is that silent. It's so silent. It's not even. The G even is so silent. You have to say spelling. it. He's like the dude from Division Three. You don't tell me what I meant to say. I say what I said. Stralitia <laughs> Regine in her honor. Where are you getting the G? It's in Regine. This is the next word. We're just moving the fucking G from Regine oh, to fucking Whatever the fuck you're saying. <laughs> it's Strelitzia. Say it with me now, kids. Don't put that on. Tell Stra- us Strelitzia. Hey, man. Hey, man. You can't Regine. start pronouncing it right until it's pronouncing it with you. Now that we call uh, you on your bullshit. Yes, I can. I can say it whenever I want. I'm gay. It's my month. I do what I want. <laughs> and it, I'm the right. You're the wrong. Listen, you breeders. Nobody right. cares what you say. <laughs> Continue. Yeah, I'll raise my hand when I'm ready, okay? You'll raise your hand when I tell you to. <laughs> Dang. Hey, it's, it's his month. Raise it's your hand, my Jacob. month. Anyway, I'm sorry. I mispronounced it. I got ahead of myself. They were right. I was wrong. Is that no. what you all wanted to hear? Accepting that out and saving step. it. Acceptance is the first step, Stephen. Great boys always love to hear that. I was wrong. You were right. Being named Strelitzia Regine in her honor. And the, the R in Regine is actually rolled, so it's a Regine. I made that up, so like it's probably well, not. <laughs> Uh, Queen Charlotte has also been credited with introducing the Christmas tree to Britain and its colonies, which is us. Sure, I guess. And India. I don't know if it's huge over there, though. 
Yeah, yeah. What, whatever, whatever you say. Uh, initially, Charlotte decorated a single yew branch, a common Christmas tradition in her native Mecklenburg Straits. Damn, that was fucking solid. Uh, to celebrate Christmas with members of the royal family and a royal household. She decorated that branch with the assistance of her ladies-in-waiting and then had the court gather to sing carols and distribute gifts. In December of 1800, Queen Charlotte set up the first known English Christmas tree at Queen's Lodge. So she's like just set up like private parties at this point. Just like giving shit out. I hear a wicked echo from my mic and it's driving me fucking nuts. Uh, so if this sucks, it's John's fault because he's editing. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, uh, the year she held a large Christmas party for the children of all the families in the Windsor and placed a whole tree in the drawing room decorated with tinsels, glass, small trinkets, and fruits. Um, this is like the the legit first Christmas tree in Britain or England, probably. Very least, anyway. I, yeah, probably. Yeah, not, she, but whatever. She killed it. Yeah, because yeah, whatever. Apparently, it was like a German tradition. Yeah. John Watkins, who attended the Christmas party, described the tree in a biography on the Queen, stating that, stating that from the branches of which she didn't say this. Did he? Yeah. Or am I just really drunk and not reading this right? Tell me what it is. From the branches of which home? No, 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 hang on, man. S- Hit it with like a give us give us an accent with that one. I can't even do an accent. I can do. Go it. for it, dude. Go for it, dude. Stating that from the branches of which hung yeah. bunches of sweet meats, almonds, and raisins and papers, fruits and toys, most tastefully arranged, the whole illuminated. By small wax candles, after the company had walked around and admired the tree, each child obtained a portion of the sweets it bore, together with a toy, and then all returned home quite delighted. The practice of decorating a tree became popular among. <laughs> you don't gotta read that part. Right, I'll, I'll, read, I'll read that. <laughs> that the was practice of decorating cool. a tree became popular among the British nobility and gentry, and later spread to the colonies. Dude, that was so amazing. amazing. <laughs> the Queen founded orphanages, and in 1809, the Queen became patron, providing the new funding of the General Lying In Hospital. A hospital for expectant mothers. It was subsequent. I can never say this word. Subsequently. Yeah. Subsequently. That word. Renamed as the Queen's Hospital and today the Queen, Charlotte, and Chelsea Hospital. Who's Chelsea? It's a region in England. Okay, cool. Like the soccer team? Yeah, like Chelsea. Okay, dude. They said Queen Charlotte and Chelsea. I didn't know if they meant like Chelsea the area or Chelsea a person. My bad. No, okay. I get it. No, that, that's fair. Jesus. That's fair. Sorry, I went to a regular fucking high school, bitch. Uh, no. I don't know if I would call your high school, school at all. Once again, Stephen Anthony, not Jesus, but thank you. 
Yeah, I don't know if I'd call your high school a regular. Yeah, we, the three of us, went to regular high school. You did not. That's what sir. I said. I'm sorry, y'all went to a regular high school. That's oh, that that sorry. I, I, I'm sorry. You went to pretty, pretty people high school. Okay, John. Me? Jacob? Oh, yeah. Well, sorry, sorry, sorry. John you got or, to to, like, or Jacob? I said Jacob. Sorry. Oh I'm no, sorry, I didn't go Jacob. to a pretty people high school. We were um, all like, I beg to differ. Like, <laughs> have you seen yourself lately? Get over it. Up until 1788, Fortress of Charlotte often depicts her in maternal poses with her children. And she looks kind of young, to be honest. That same year, her husband fell seriously ill and became temporarily insane. It is now thought... Yet again. It is now thought that the king was suffering from porphyria, which is a liver disorder that affects the nervous system and skin. But at the time, the cause of the king's illness was unknown. Sir Thomas Lawrence's portrait of her at this time marks a transition point, after which she looks much older in her portraits. The assistant keeper of Charlotte's wardrobe, Mrs. Pepindyke, wrote that the queen was much changed, her hair quite gray. Is it Pepindyke or Pepindyke? I don't know, but I like the way you said it the first time. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure it's Pepindike. It's it looks like Pepindike. Hang on, Pepindike. Think, think about this poor girl. Yeah. Of course, she's gonna be gray in age. She's taking care of an absolute psychopath for decades. Right. Yeah, she's gonna look old. My hair is going gray, and I'm looking aged, and that's just what I'm putting up with. So I don't. I look fantastic because yes, I'm you just young and sweet. And You're the oldest one here, and you look probably the best of all of us. Yeah, it's 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 only because it's Gay History or Gay Pride Month or whatever it is. Gay, gay History. It's my Pride month. month. Get out of here. I'm yeah, using it's, all it's of my fairy magic. I'm straight up using all my fairy magic right now. <laughs> Once this month ends, you're Channel gonna Channel that as, shit, son. You're gonna see we're gonna, us like Jacob, we're gonna meet this guy in real life and we're gonna be like, ooh. <laughs> you're gonna be like the witches from Hocus Pocus before exactly. they drink. Not, not, the yeah. not even that. I'm gonna be like, Hello, darling. Hello, He's gonna darling. come walk up to us and be like, Hello, Jacob. John, Hello. is that you? Hello. We're gonna be like, Oh, oh the fuck is this? Jonathan. Get away from me, old man. I'm trying to get to see my friend. How are you? Don't mind the shit. I'll be I'll be standing next to him, and you'll be like, Michael, where's Stephen? Like, Michael, where's Stephen at? Why is your great grandpa here? Just <laughs> kidding. What's uh uh the witch the witch that in prison Rapunzel, Grothel? Oh, yeah. Mother Grothel. Mother, I think it's Grothel. Is it Grothel? Right. That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. Is, yeah, you're gonna look like her, <laughs> just like this, all out of Basically. it. God, yeah. dude. Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm like, gonna be the evil queen from Snow White before she like before when she's handing me out the transformation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, I'm yeah, just you're, kidding. I'm not. What's the I, like, when I George, I'm glad you made it. Glad you did, darling. You're gonna be Sandra or Winifred Sanderson before. So I I ID'd a table yesterday, and they were like, <laughs> "We're so old." And I was like, really? And I looked at their IDs, and one of them was born in 1990, and the other was born a year after Michael was born. So, 94? Yeah. And so, all I could think was, how old do they think I am? To which I looked at them, and I was like, I get ID'd all the time. I'm old. 
And they were like, ah! and Dude. I didn't have it in my heart to be like, I'm 1983. Like, I was literally I 11 years old when you were born. Daddy. No. <laughs> Do what? Uh, Queen Charlotte and Queen Maria Antoinette uh, of France had maintained a close relationship. Charlotte was 11 years old or 11 years older than Marie Antoinette. It almost sounds like I'm saying internet. Why are you saying it like that? <laughs> it's Antoinette. Well, Maria Antoinette. It's Marie Antoinette. Antoinette, yeah. No, Probably one of the most famous people ever. Yeah. Let's go no, like side Jacob, by side. And Jacob, do your thing. Twa. Do your thing. Just keep going. Yeah. Antoinette. It. Yeah. Who's the fucking Mexican here? I got. She's oh, French. Damn. Yet they shared many interests, such as their love of music and the arts, uh, which they both enthusiastically took as an interest. The two queens never met face to face. Wait, what? Hang on. Pause. Pen pals. Read the next sentence. Pen pals. Okay. Yes, they sir. are sorry, pen pals. So they never met face to face, yet they can find the relation or the friendship to pen and paper. That is fucking crazy it's like texting dude yeah it's like, having, like, it's like having an online friend sure but like you have like a six day fucking text lag yeah that would take a long time <laughs> at, at, holy I mean, shit at, yeah yeah right, hey hey send this to france now all right i'll be back in 18 days ma'am yeah that's right six day text lag was just sending receiving is another six so you're looking like a week two weeks and a half just to, you know, get a response. That's Yeah, fuck that. But what if they leave you hanging so you have to, like, continue the conversation? They're like, yep. Yeah, you're like, you up, send. <laughs> Pretty sure they didn't do that back then. <laughs> <laughs> but continue. You just get back red. Three, yeah, <laughs> just the red receipt. <laughs> I guess it was funny to you and I. Uh, okay, whatever. I'll fuck off. <laughs> uh, Marie Antoinette uh, confided Charlotte upon the outbreak of the French Revolution. Charlotte had organized apartments to be prepared and ready for the refugee royal family of France to, France to occupy. It is said that Queen Charlotte was greatly saddened when she heard the news that King and Queen France of France had been ex- executed. Jesus Christ. Yeah, so they killed... Do you others. not know who Marie Antoinette was, Jacob? So her famous line, which yep. apparently wasn't hers, was, let, let them, them eat, eat bread. Cake. Let them eat cake. Oh, let them eat quake. Oh, God damn it, quake. quake. Let them eat quake. Let them eat Imagine cake. Imagine Quaker Oats guy just like he's crossing his arms like, yeah. He was <laughs> like, that's right. You eat them Quakers. Um, no, so Marie Antoinette is known uh, big, big notoriously hair. for saying, let them eat cake, which apparently isn't true. We'll get into it. We'll do a Marie Antoinette episode eventually. So She was killed by the guillotine. She was. She was beheaded. Do you, do you know when the last guillotine execution was 1976. in France? 1977. The very first Star Wars movie was in theaters when the last execution by guillotine happened. Shut Let's fucking up. go. Bring it back. Bring it back. 
They should. It saves so much money. It's your turn, John. Yeah. Oh, wow. Jesus. So okay. I'm, I'm Sorry, Michael. Saving I'm trying to fix the economy here, and you guys are rushing me. Her eldest son, George, was appointed okay. the Prince Regent of 1811 due to the increasing severity of the king's illness. During her last years, she was met with a growing lack of popularity and sometimes subjected to demonstrations. When like I what? was when I was but, researching that and typing that up, the lack of pop popularity thing. Popular. <laughs> I'll let you be um, popular. It made me think of how Queen Elizabeth II is today. You know, like she's still popular, but a lot of people want to like abolish the monarchy. Like, I mean, what's the, what's not the point in abolishing the monarchy, though? Like, they don't do anything as it is. They're just rich to be rich. But they and get, honestly, they do they a lot get, of good. They get money from the country right. by but people at, paying taxes. Look at how much they give. After having attended a reception in London on April 29th of 1817, she was booed and taunted by the crowd. See, I was just thinking of Meghan and Harry because they literally That's were in... Not well, no, they. Jesus. That's the same. They, that's the same. You're right. Yeah, they were literally just there for the Queen's thing, yeah. and they got booed. Uh, she told the crowd that it was upsetting to be treated like that after such long service. Which, and her, on her side, yeah, that's fair. Uh, she took care of a crazy person for a long time. Like a very, she got gray over the crazy person. Fifty-ish year, fifty plus years. 50 plus years and she died in november of 1818 with her son george at her side it is said that he was holding her hand as he sat in the armchair at the family's country retreat she was buried at saint george's chapel windsor castle due to the extent of the king's illness he was incapable of knowing or understanding that she had died king george iii died a little over a year later he was blind deaf lame and insane. Insane in the membrane. Insane so, in the brain. And he was like, this is my jam. <laughs> That's how fucked off so, he was at the end of his in life. Insane in the membrane, yes. The fact that the government was like, yep, this is the king. He can't see. He can't hear. He has no idea what's going on. He's peeing in his pants. But this is our king. We're just going to let, we're going to ride this one out. There's no better options. Nope. I mean, his son was already technically the king at that point. No, technically he was the the king was the king. Yeah, but he was a the prince was appointed regent in 1811, which means he's technically. King. I guess that's fair. So he had the power of the king. Yeah, he just didn't have the title of king right. at that point. That's just crazy to me. They're just like in the 50s we were, you know, stabbing people in the eyeball basically, and shocking the fuck out of people for acting like this. But in the 1700s, we were like, yeah, that's the king. Yeah, he's normal. It's fine. He's fine. He's fine. Don't worry about him. That's just the king. Yeah, sure, he can't see or hear. He talks to himself and pisses on himself all the time, but it's well, the like king. Like I said, like, when you're the king, especially back in those days, they didn't want you to be viewed as, as they said, like, when you're insane, that means the devil is taking control, right? So then this they burn you at this the... Is beyond mistake, so. schizophrenia though but this this is like well, severe right, but, but, problems yeah but they're the heads of the state so they don't want to yeah they're not going to share it i guess yeah they're not going to they're not going to show that to the, to the volunteering the information to the peasants 
exactly. Queen Charlotte is the longest serving female consort and second longest serving consort in British history after Prince Philip, Duke of Edinburgh. Having served as such for her from her marriage of September 8, 1761 to her death, November 17, 1818, she was the queen consort for a total of 57 years and 70 days. I got a question here that's going to make me sound pretty stupid. Men can be consorts? Mm-hmm. So if... All right. If, so how it was explained to me is if you are the queen, but you are like the... the So like, say you have a daughter and she's your firstborn and she's going to become queen. The person she marries cannot become king because then he technically outranks her. So that's why he's a consort. But if your firstborn is a son, he becomes king. And then technically the queen, the queen. Yeah. Yeah. On the day before her death, the queen dictated her will to her husband's secretary at her death. Her personal estate was valued at less than $140,000 a year. Equivalent to 10,400. Oh my God, that was not 10,000. $10,450,729 $10,450,729,000 in the year in 2020. That, her... That's actually the pound symbol, just so you know. God damn it. I'm learning. With her jewels accounting for the greater portion of her assets, in her will, proven at Doctors Commons on January 8, 1819, the queen bequeathed her husband the jewels she had received from him unless he remained in his state of insanity, in which case the jewels were to become an heirloom of the House of Hanover. Other jewels, including some gifted to the queen by the Nawab of Arcot, were to be evenly distributed among her surviving daughters. The furnishings and fixtures at the royal residence of Frogmore, along with live and dead stock on the estates, were bequeathed to her daughter, Augusta, Sophia, along with the Frogmore property, unless its maintenance would prove too expensive for her daughter, in which case it was to revert to the crown. Her youngest so, daughter... Yeah. So with the live and dead stocks, I didn't really understand what that meant. I'm assuming it meant, like, you have a live cow over here, but this cow was just slaughtered to make whatever. But... You don't get that. It's now going to the daughter is how I took it as. Okay. I don't know if that's how it is. I have no idea. But I figured I would just explain that really quick. Sorry. Her youngest daughter, Sophia, inherited the royal lodge. Certain personal assets that the queen had brought from mecklenburg Strelitz were to revert to the senior branch of that dynasty. While the remainder of her assets, including her books, linen, art objects, and china, were to be evenly divided among her surviving daughters. That's sweet. So everybody essentially got something. Right. That's what I read that as. Yeah. Which is good, because some people don't even get a tiny bit. Right. At the Queen's death, her eldest son, the Prince Regent George IV, claimed Charlotte's jewels, and on his death, they were turned or in turn claimed by his heir, 
William William the Fourth. I thought William the Fourth was one of her. It is. It's one of her descendants. It's yeah, it is. Oh, just yeah. his heir. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That like his heir meant like his son or well, okay. Yeah. I got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. We're there. I'm there. Yep. We're good. Got it. On. You got it. Well, yeah, got it. And I got it. We're we're good. Uh, I'm there and I understand. Uh, read it once more and yeah, I I've got it. I'm good. Yeah. And, and uh, on William's death, Charlotte's bequest then sparked a protracted dispute between her granddaughter, Queen Victoria, who claimed that the jewels, or claimed the jewels, as the property of, Brit- of the British crown. And Charlotte's now eldest surviving son, Ernest, terrible fucking name, don't out there, uh, who claimed the jewels by right of being the most senior male member of the House of Hanover, which is crazy. Like that sounds like something out of like Dungeons and Dragons. Like you're the the senior male, so you have the rights to something. Like it sounds. Oh, like actually, it mean, sounds like something out of Joan of Arc. Yeah. You should go back and listen to the episode if you haven't heard it yet. What are you eating right now? It looks like just straight fucking tortillas and lard. That's pretty close. <laughs> I was gonna say let let John sober up while he can. <laughs> The dispute would not be resolved in Ernest's lifetime, probably because that's his fucking name. And nobody wanted to put up with a guy named Ernest. Eventually, in 1858, over 20 years after the death of William IV, and nearly 40 years after Charlotte's death, the matter was decided in favor of Ernest's. Ernest's. I hate that fucking name. Uh, Ernest's son George, <clears throat> which Victoria had the jewels given, had the jewels given to the custody of the Hanoverian. Jesus, that's a mouthful. Hanoverian. <laughs> Hanoverian. Han- I don't. Yep. I don't know if that's an actual word or not, but no, it, it, sounded, it is. Okay, I was it gonna is. say it sounded right, so that's what I typed. Yeah, it's Hanoverian. Yeah, I said Hanoverian. You said Hanoverian, so it sounds better. Hanoverian ambassador. Um, the rest of Charlotte's property was sold at an auction from May to August 1819. Her clothes, furniture, and even her snuff, which some good shit back then, was sold by Christie Auction House. So, what I thought was interesting is that her property was sold at auction from May to August of 1819. May of 1819 is when Queen Victoria, her granddaughter, was born. So it just makes, like, it's really weird that, like, it was the year. Oh, she's born, time to sell this shit off. Yeah, I just thought it was really interesting that she was born when all of her grandma's stuff is being, like, sold off. Grandma? That's weird to sell snuff. But in, like, the 1970s, they... Whoever had like bought this at Christie's and like descendant through whatever in the 1970s, they still had some of this left over and they donated it to the British Museum. Oh, I thought you were gonna say they tried it. No, they donated. They donated snuff. Yeah. Museum. Yeah, and as far as far as I know, it's still there to this day. I would have taken. Yeah, I would have taken that. After the uh, special episode, I think we should try to steal it. London, here we come. 
Wow. <laughs> next up, we're going to be like, I'm going to steal a deck. And now, for your next episode of History Untapped, we're coming at you live from the London prison. Uh, <laughs> the Tower of London? The Tower of London. We all got arrested for trying to steal some snuff. Some snuff. Queen Charlotte left a huge legacy. She has several places named for her. They're all over the world, including here in North America and the USA. Port Charlotte, St. Vincent, Charlottesville, Virginia. Oh, that makes sense. Charlottetown, Prince Edward Island, Charlotte, North Carolina. That makes sense. Mecklenburg County. That's all. They got a whole county. Wow. All right. Uh, another county in Virginia, Charlotte County. There are all kinds of counties in America. I'm not going to name them all because that's a fuck a fuckload. Uh, Port Charlotte in Florida. Charlotte Harbor, also in Florida. Uh, Charlotte, Vermont. Okay, are all of the Charlottes in America for her? <laughs> yeah. Because it sounds like you were like, let's find every no. Charlotte name, and we're going to say it was her. Port Charlotte in St. Vincent is not in America. Listen, you had a bunch of Charlottes here in America, and I'm asking you, are all of them on her, or were you just like, we're going to find all the no. Charlotte names? No, they are all named after her. Well, that's crazy. So it made me think of the whole Blackbeard thing. That's, yeah, me too. That's how I was thinking. So, oh, and in Tonga, the royal family adopted the name Salote. That uh, can't be right. Uh, I, Tongan yeah. version of Charlotte in her honor. So, by the way, that cannot be correct. No, I, and I don't know how to pronounce it. I've tried to find how to pronounce it. So that's the closest you're going to get on the show. So now to the good part of this episode. So it's a popular debate that Queen Charlotte may have been black or sub-Saharan af- ancestor. Wow. Fuck me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sub-Saharan ancestry. It emerged in the mid-20th century. The idea originated with the Jamaican-American writer J.A. Rogers... 1940 book sex and race volume one in which he concluded that the queen must have been a in quotes negro strain end quotes based on what he described as her broad nostrils and heavy lips in her portrait by alan ramsey and a quote by horace walpole describing her nostrils spreading too wide mouth has the same fault these fault? details yeah same fault again quotes yeah those are quotes those was not what i'm saying these details give rise to much later claims that the queen was mixed race biracial or just black so that's this some is, speculation though dude this is one of the photos that I'm going to post on the Instagram okay. where you can see this is the portrait of Queen Charlotte by Alan Ramsey in 1761. There you can see that she definitely has those features that they're talking about. Oh, right. She's also pale as fuck with like orangish blonde hair. True. Which I'm not saying can't happen, but no. I mean. Oh, man. That's. Mm, the fact that there's no other I mean there's other 
portraits of her that make her no, saying, look like that. that. The, the fact that it's the 1700s and they're like, well, she might have been black. No, no. Well, so they're saying this in the 20th century now, though. Right. My point is that in the 1700s, we still knew everything about everybody back then. We knew everything to know about George Washington. We knew everything to know about Thomas Jefferson. You know, like, yeah, but all it, of these people. It like, was the royal family. They kind of kept secrets. And they did, back, they did keep back, secrets. back then, do you think that they were like, oh, yeah, my cousin over here was married to an African woman? Oh, probably not. Yeah, so, like, it was probably kept under wraps. Fair point when you say it like that. Proponents of the African ancestry claim also hold to a literal interpretation of Baron Stockmar's diary, in which he described Charlotte as small and crooked with a real mulatto face. End quotes. End quotes. Stockmar, (laughs) who served as personal physician to the Queen's granddaughters, husband, Leopold I of Belgium, arrived at court just two years before Charlotte's death in 1816. His descriptions of Charlotte's children in this same diary are equally unflattering. Hold up. Is this the same Leopold of Belgium that enslaved everyone in the Congo? And uh, recently his statues were all painted red because he was an insane racist that cut people's hands and feet off in the Congo as they produced rubber for him? I believe so. Um, yep. Yeah, so uh, take whatever he just said, and you can throw that in the fucking trash can. Yeah, sir. Get it, Jacob. Yes, sir. Right away, sir. Sorry. <clears throat> <clears throat> Mr. Turtle <laughs> was my father. You can call me Crush. In 1999, the PBS writer Mario de Valdez y Cocom popularized the expanded on Rogers claim in the web or in a website developed for PBS frontline, which has since been cited as the main source of a number of articles on the topic. Valdez also seized on Charlotte's 1761 Alan Ramsey portrait as evidence of African ancestry, citing the queen's unmistakable African appearance. Quotes. Um, and, Ooh, okay. Heavy quotes. Negroid <laughs> uh, physiognomy. End quotes. <laughs> Jesus. And, and heavy quotes. Yeah, heavy quotes. Calm down, Valdez. Yeah, whatever. Uh, Valdez claimed that Charlotte had inherited these features from one of her distant ancestors, uh, Madragana. Parentheses. See, what, what is this parentheses? So, it's that she lived circa 1230 to they don't know when. So basically oh, okay. someone, someone from 500 years down the line. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. A mistress of King Alfonso III of Portugal from circa 1210 to 1279. His conclusion is based on various historical sources that describe Madagana as either Moorish, Mozarab? Is that yeah. right? did great you did great thanks guys thanks guys which valdez interpreted to mean she was um, so that sounds like a little poor shit she, she was black. this guy valdez goes 500 years ago she may or may not have had one ancestor that banged the king yeah and now she's Dude. black so 
I guarantee Dude. I don't look anything like my ancestors 500 years ago. No. No, absolutely not. I like, mean, you ins- do. You look like a fucking Viking, but still. I said you. I didn't say I know. me. Looking <laughs> at my, saying, looking you at look my like DNA, a Viking. Yeah, I look like my ancestors probably did. Um, this chick especially, though, if he's like, oh, 500 years ago, there might have been a black person that hit up this king. Uh, dude, that's the most bullish shit argument I've ever heard. It's insane. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't Valdez. line up at all. Fuck Valdez. Otherwise, although popular among the general public, the claims were largely denounced by most scholars, which you know me included. Aside from Stockmar's jab and her appearance shortly before her death, which again was rude. Charlotte never referred to as having any specifically African physical features because one portrait doesn't make up for all of it. There's so many kings that married their wives based on their portrait, and then when they showed up in person, they were like, ugh. <laughs> uh, catfish. Yeah, that's what happened. And same with queens marrying kings from other countries. They were like, wait a minute. He does not look like the portrait. That's not right. So you can't judge everything based off of one portrait yeah yeah again uh portraiture was not atypical for her time and painted portraits in general should not be considered reliable evidence of a sitter's true appearance so there we go the use of the term more as a racial identifier for charlotte's ancestor madragana is problematic as during the middle ages the term was not used to describe a race but a religious affiliation makes sense. Regardless, Madragana was more likely. Maz- Did we ever know what that word was? Maserab. Maserab. And any genetic contribution from an ancestor 15 generations removed would be so diluted anyway as to be functionally negligible. The historian Andrew Roberts describes the claims as utter rubbish and attributes as its public popularity to a hesitancy among historians to openly address it address it due to its cultural cringe factor which makes sense i mean according to my ancestry my fourth great grandfather was mulatto if you go fourth back then you have to multiply it by all the other fours and fours and fours and that leads into a 99 percent white right and i'd like to say that i was Anything other than clearly a white man, but I'm not. DNA says that I am mostly of white heritage. So even though my heritage says that I did have my fourth great grandfather as a mulatto, which would be cool. Well, I does mean, it, it, does, hang on. it doesn't mean that he isn't. It just yeah. means that no, you that's, didn't and I'm not, I'm that. Not, I'm not saying that he's not. And I'm saying that inherently. When your mom does DNA. her DNA after she gets it and everything when she does her dna test it might show up in her that's true well it probably will as an eighth but it might not show up in you right so that's what i'm saying that's the thing you can't go back 15 generations and be like i have those qualities right so so, dna is crazy it's weird they didn't have the resources that we have now and for them to be like well 500 years ago, she may or may not have had one ancestor who was, is absolutely, you can't be like, 
oh yeah, because of that, like I have traits from my grandparents that are non-existent. No, I avoided that one. I do not carry traits from my grandparents from like, you know, a generation back that they're not there. So to be like 15 generations later, she picked up all of these things from one person. Yeah. Right. It's pretty pretty ridiculous. Yeah, it doesn't work like that. In 2017, following the announcement of the engagement of Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, a number of news articles were published promoting the claims. David Buck, a Buckingham Palace spokesperson, his name is David Buck, and oh, he works at Buckingham. Is that, is, that <laughs> is that real? Yeah. That's real life. All right. David okay. Buck, a Buckingham Palace spokesperson, was quoted by the Boston Globe as saying, "This, I can't do a British accent. Never mind. This has been rumored for years and years. It is a matter of history, and frankly, we have far more important things to talk about." I agree. So, what do you think? Based on our anthropocene, oh my gosh, I could not say that <laughs> properly. So, what do you think? Based on her ancestry, was she mulatto? No. Or is she just reported to be? Reported to be. She's white. She's a white person who had someone in her ancestry who may or may not have been, again, heavy quotes, undesirable to the British public. Because, again, in, in some of their eyes, she might have been trying to take over the throne. I think that she probably had the features that they were talking about. So I guess, like, that's a good poll question. Like, at this point, do you think was she portrayed in her portraits? In the portraits, maybe, as, yeah. As whitewashed or... Or the other way. Was it that she had some features that some would view as a different culture. I think honestly that, if she uh, was if she was not white, English she probably people. would have been hidden she would have been hidden away. Uh, I my personal opinion, man, is <laughs> maybe that's why about, her son was trying to hide her away. Uh, I think that that was probably like more of a smear campaign since she was like competing with like the Prince of Wales or whatever. Or, by the way, her own son. Yeah, maybe right. it was more moreover like Hey man, maybe she's not like a, you know, maybe she's an African descendant. In the times she had, which that, is like, so crazy because that would have made him an African descendant. But people would have been like, "Well, you're a guy, so it's cool. yeah." So we're gonna let and you say the way so, the yeah. way ancestry works. You know, even if she was like mulatto or mulatto looking, you know, he still could have got more of the genes from his dad. And he, they would have been like, "Oh, those are recessive genes. You don't have those." Yeah. So there you so. have it. That's Queen Charlotte. Thank you for listening to our episode on Queen Charlotte. We hope you learned something and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Go check our merch store and give us a review. We're also on Instagram, TikTok. You can find us anywhere. So feel free to plug in, follow, and link us, share us. Make sure you love us because we love you. And if you're a Spotify listener, you can expect polls or questions within this episode. And that's History Untapped, kids. Don't be good. Be great. Thank you. 
boys and girls, for listening to 96.9, the golden oldies. Most of you don't know this, but my loving wife of 63 years has finally passed on to the other side. <sighs> I'm so grateful to be done with her whining, her nagging, her bullshit, and her beating. <sighs> Thank you for listening to this week's episode of History Untapped. All music for this show is produced by all good folks. God damn it, I wish she would have been good. Be sure to check out our merch store at historyuncapstore.org. You can find some shirts and mugs and stickers and posters, you know, with like Jacob saying that he doesn't know where the goddamn pyramids are. And if you really like us, please leave a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcast. That would really help us out, and we would love you. Thank you. Bye.